vigilantes. They had come out of nowhere, hooded, cowardly, and without a salvageable soul among them. One minute, Flickerfeather had been industriously weeding her garden, and the next, she lay dead, her blood soaking into the earth. Jackson stood over her grave, his head buzzing, his chest and his throat burning with unshed tears. The smell of fresh dirt drifted through the air, as did the scent of the wildflowers that showered the ground around the grave. A mourning dove wept somewhere in the distance, the sound as melancholy as it was comforting. Jackson heard the baby crying, but he couldn't move. Time passed. Eons, maybe. He didn't know, and he didn't give a good goddamn. Time meant nothing now that his beloved was gone. The vision of her lying beneath the dirt made him choke, and he gasped for breath, feeling as though he were suffocating. He fell to his knees and rocked, dragging in gulps of air. Again, he wondered why he hadn't sensed trouble with the vigilantes. There had been plenty of it around but Flickerfeather's village had been far enough west that it had escaped the vicious acts of the whites who were so filled with hate. Even so, he should have felt the danger. He should have known they would ultimately find them. He wondered if it would have done any good, if he could have prepared the villagers better. Could he have insisted his wife not go out into the garden unless he was there to watch her? He attempted a smile. She'd been a sweet, generous girl, but she'd also had a mind of her own. She'd hated it when he hovered. His gaze found a lingering robin perched atop one of the split redwood pickets that made up the fence that enclosed his wife's grave. The bird pecked at the decorative feathers grandmother had fastened there. Finding nothing edible, it hopped to the storage basket that sat beside the fence and plucked at the woven reeds. Jackson had never professed to have a gift, but he'd predicted his wife's pregnancy, and it hadn't been a hopeful guess. He'd known the baby was growing inside her. Why couldn't he have seen the horror coming? He groaned. God, he didn't know what he would do without her. Her spirit is gone, warrior heart. He'd been so lost in thought, he hadn't heard the footsteps that scuffed across the grass, stopping behind him. Pain tore through Jackson's chest and tears leaked, spilling onto his cheeks. Why couldn't I save her grandmother? Your energy must no longer be for my granddaughter. You have a child to think about. A ragged sigh escaped. What good am I to her? I couldn't keep my wife from harm. How can I be of any use to the daughter she bore? That is not warrior heart talking. That is pity. It's the way I feel. Her strong, bony fingers grabbed his shoulder. You are being selfish. Think of what Flickerfeather would want you to do. Staring into the distance, Jackson shook his head, unwilling and unable to put aside his pain. If she's dead, she has no thoughts, grandmother. He continued to stare, yet saw nothing. A 
this was my fault. My being here has put the village in jeopardy. Grandmother was quiet, but Jackson knew that deep in her heart, she too felt he was to blame. For he'd stood alone in his attempt to fight the prejudice against Flickerfeather's people, against all the Indian people. For decades, the whites, and before them, the Spanish, had slaughtered the gentle California tribes to gain their land and to rule over them. Resistance meant death. Passivity meant death or enslavement. Too many, Jackson realized, bile forcing its way into his throat. Death was the more honorable route.